do not. There is no try. Happy beach here, buddy. Come on. Copy that. We're almost there. You must have a thousand questions. Where's Ray? Go away. Jimmy, what are you doing here? When I found you, I saw what all masters live to see. Raw, untamed power. The potential of your bloodline. We need your help. We need the Jedi Order back. We need Luke Skywalker. The Bizzle! Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, we're here, baby. The Rise of Skywalker final trailer just happened, and I'm thrilled beyond a compare just for the trailer, but even more so to have on the podcast Jedi Geek Girl. We're going to get right to the trailer. Welcome to the Bizzlecast Jedi Geek Girl. Woo! Thank you so much. And oh my God, 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 let's do this. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. Just, I have to really quickly say, this is an absolute thrill, because we started podcasting after The Last Jedi, which we love, but we've been waiting for this one since then, and we got to meet in person at Rise of Celebration, God, I can't even speak, at the Star Wars Celebration, we got to meet, and it was glorious, and we hung out, and we saw the trail, we saw the teaser, but nothing could compare to what we just saw for The Rise of Skywalker final trailer so normally i would ask you how you're doing and everything but let's dispense with pleasantries as they say and get right to it jedi geek curl your immediate reaction to star wars the rise of skywalker episode 9 final final trailer oh my god i'm shaking right now i am so nervous i'm i am so excited i am tears i'm trying to choke back to tears oh my god it's like holy cow i Oh, I, I don't even know where to even begin with this trailer. I, I, I was not expecting that. Oh, my God. The, oh they had something God. for everybody in this trailer. Let's be on. Let's be honest and upfront. Yes. Whatever your expectations or wants, from Raylo to Y Wings to riding on horses, which is what I'm most excited about. I've always wanted horse riding with good guys at Star Wars, and we got that too, baby. It's a beautiful, like Wonder Woman esque shot from Thebiscara. I was so pumped. I mean, for me, I love every second of this. But they had something for everyone in this trailer, and certainly Ray and Kylo did not disappoint. No, and uh, uh, to, to me, I, I watched the trailer, and it's like exactly like Star Wars. You think Star Wars, and it seems like the trailer encapsulated everything with Star Wars, yeah. like nothing with seven or eight. But I look at this trailer, and I'm like, oh my god, that is Star Wars. And you, I, I think you made a prediction about it. I, I think this is going to, I think this is going, <laughs> I think this might be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Endgame might have competition. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, look, For- Force Awakens still holds the record domestically, even over the Avengers movies. It's already outselling the Avengers and b- breaking Fandango. I think Fandango's more prepared this time, because after a few tries, I was able to get three sacks of tickets. I know you got a bunch of tickets, too. It was smart, by the way, Jedi Geek Girl, f- that they knew us nerds w- would g- n- know, w- uh, inform one each other, ugh, inform each other before the, you know, the trailer, that they would be sort of a soft, you know, release of tickets 
before the trailer, which was really smart by them. I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but the fact I saw on Twitter that all you guys are getting tickets, I was like, all right, I'm jumping on Fandango now, getting tickets. But even before the trailer, Jenna Geek Girl, they were saying this is already outselling the Avengers movies. And as much as, you know, we love the Avengers movies, Black Panther, everything, those movies did great. Domestically, Star Wars is still the bee's knees to the American people. And I think the ticket sales and, of course, the reaction to the trailer from what I've seen so far is that indeed the case. I hope the world likes it. I really do. But I want Americans and North Americans to love this. And so far, it's all excitement and positivity. Go ahead. I agree 100%. I I think this is... Uh, I, I think this is, again, nothing with 7 or 8, but I think this is the Star Wars film that people have been waiting for. And I love 7 or 8, but I, I, I can't wait to see the story conclude. And as you said, this, this 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 trailer had everything for everybody. And like, you know, I'm a railer, I had that. But I, the, the moment that, one of the moments, one of many moments that really got me, it, <laughs> it, and, and you know where I'm going here, uh-huh. is the C-3PO line. Okay. I'm not crying, you're crying, okay? Stop it. <laughs> I swear I'm not tearing up right now as you talk about it. God yeah. It. Oh, oh, man. Oh, my God. I, I was literally talking on my TV. I was like, no, 3PO, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, it's amazing. And for Poe to deliver the setup line, and then with Chewie, and, I mean, look, they're giving us everything. They're giving us everything. Even things that people complained about before Force Awakens. Force Awakens gave us so much of what we wanted, but we're really getting everything now because we know the characters. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, did I want more than one shot of Rose? Sure. We didn't even get a shot of Naomi Aki or almost anyone other than a brief shot of Lando, but it's always been about Kylo, Rey, Poe, and, and Finn. I mean, whatever people think, that was the setup of the big four with J.J. Abrams in the original movie. And I, you know, I, I am totally cool with anything with Ray and Kylo's. Look, as long as it's epic, interesting, complex, and amazing, and it looks like all of those things for sure is the case. But I really wanted adventuring and screaming shouts of joy and, and fear and excitement from Poe and Finn. And we got that, baby. We got it. Yeah, we, we we got, like I said, we had bits of everything in there. And you know me, I'm drawn to the Kylo Ray dynamic and the, the foresight of Star Wars. And it, 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 I, I am trying not to go crazy with the theories because I don't want to get too subscribed to one theory or another. But uh, yeah, it's just... And, and we got our first glimpse of what we would, would assume is, is some sort of... Um, Emperor Palpatine type oh, thing. Oh yeah, we and saw him in the hood on the chair been, looking at Ray, baby. Yeah, so what, what, whatever it may be, like I said, I don't want to subscribe to any idea because we don't know exactly what it is. All we saw was an image from behind. We, like I said, we, we saw Kylo and Ray. We saw the fighting and the lines that Ray and Kylo said to each other. It's like people think they know me, and Kylo says, "I do." It was like, oh my god. It, it, it's I mean, like I a thought combination. of you and the Sky Talkers girls and everyone in the Raylo community immediately when that happened. I was like, people are going to be happy about this, and if they're not, too fucking bad. Yeah, and 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 there was a buzz around the internet that it, this trailer was going to have that aspect to it, and boy, did they not ever disappoint. Uh, and and we, we we saw a lot of action. We we saw not only lot. Um, action on the ground but we saw action in space uh, we, we saw the tease of the trailer earlier with the whole mu- uh, he, a whole fleet of ships including the ghosts and what looks to be the shadow caster w- which is um Ketsu's ship uh-huh. it's just uh it's yeah, just I, know. I, I, I can't even think properly I 
<laughs> so okay, I, uh, okay, so. I have two screens going, as usual, on my computer. And I have the trailer paused on my other screen. So rather than doing a, an audio reaction to the trailer, I was going to propose going through it kind of step-by-step step with you. I don't know if you are able to access the trailer and watch it as we're doing this. Yes, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Go ahead. I'm I'll, at, I'll I'm at seven seconds, which is right when the Lucasfilm Limited starts blending into what looks like Endor more and more. We'll say uh, whatever this forest planet is. I have a stupid ad playing right now. Okay. So c- keep going. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what's great is the Patriots are crushing the Jets on Monday Night Football, which is a surprise to nobody because this has literally been happening for 20 or 30 years. Uh, another boring Monday Night Football game, but they all know we're waiting for it. And so they keep saying, just wait for the Rise of Skywalker trailer because they know half their audience at least is only tuning in for the trailer. And I love that they went to Scott Van Pelt to announce it because he is the ultimate like cool nerd at ESPN. He's always been like the cool nerdy guy at ESPN since I was a kid as Scott Van Pelt and you know he is amped and he was making a joke about like you want me to shut up now should I shut up should we show the trailer I felt like that was a real Poe Dameron line it was a great normally they just go from the idiot announcers to the trailer I'm glad they went to Van Pelt he's one of the few guys that's funny and smart has integrity at ESPN but even he was like all right I'll stop making you wait here's the trailer you guys are all waiting for it or whatever and I was I was yelling at the TV I was like yes show it show it now I, I was waiting for the trailer to drop on YouTube. I was just waiting for my notification to come through, and then I was going to watch it, and I watched it on my TV with anything. I don't have ESPN, so I wasn't able to exactly watch it like the football game. I'm not into football games, so... All right, guys. So, look, there's plenty of reactions videos online, and honestly, JGG, there's about 10 or 12 people who I... Or, or, or you know, uh, online people, I guess, who actually enjoy watching reaction trailers, too. I'll probably end up watching a bunch later on tonight night um of those particular people that i follow um but instead of doing a traditional one and we're not gonna do the video and whatever let's just go through the trailer and talk about it. you said you're at nine seconds i am yes okay so what we're going to do is i don't know how you want to do this i see ray she just dropped something um do you want to say go stop and then talk about it and i'll just stop when you say stop or or how should we do this i am following your lead okay um, okay, so we're at nine seconds. Um, here's what we're going to do. After each shot, we're going to stop, okay? Okay. Okay, so we hit play. Ray drops something, lightsaber. She's running. She hits something with the lightsaber. She's running through the woods. She does an amazing jump. Boom, jump cut. Now she's inside the Death Star, whatever. Okay, stop with Finn. All right, so I just, she, it looks like she is training, and I think she drops the the helmet, the, like the kind of like the same thing that Luke does in Episode Four, and and we we're, we're seeing her progression, training, and taking the skills that she is. It's basically Luke's training in Empire Strikes Back. I think that I think that's what this is series of scenes is about and what she strikes I think is a training ball so, so, so we see that she this is kind of like a mini montage that, that's what I would get it oh. so right the, 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 sh- the shot afterwards whether it's the Death Star or something else 
looks like it's maybe not training. Um, they're just mirroring the shots. I will say, the way they shoot that second thing, I'm going to ask you in a second what you think that second thing is that they flip to. The way they shoot that reminds me of the very first shots of Rey, uh, the beginning of Force Awakens, when she's doing her scampy, you know, desert creature thing, um, you know, and we immediately fall in love with her as Force Awakens. Was what we, You know, the way J.J. shoots her jumping in both of those shots reminds me of a J.J. shot from Force Awakens, which, of course, I'm a huge fan of anything with Ray jumping and doing stuff. So, what do you think that second shot is, where, where they, you know, mirror her jumping in the first shot, and then to something very mechanical and technological? At first, I thought it was like a Star Destroyer, but more and more, I'm thinking it's her exploring the wreckage of the second Death Star. And we see this in films before, where the first act the person will do something, and then it will echo something in the latter half. So, I wouldn't be surprised. If the, the first part is her training in the beginning, we, we know that th- that is towards the beginning of the film. I think it's been out there and the Death Star is towards the climax type thing. So I think it's just an echo of in film. And I, I think the mechanical thing is the Death Star, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, and this is a huge compliment. I mean, you know I love this movie, but I also think, along with Rogue One's, one of the best trailers ever was the final Wonder Woman trailer. And in that movie, they do a brilliant job of showing little Diana fighting into teenage Diana fighting into grown-up Diana fighting. And then almost immediately, she saves Chris Pine, and we've got the opening battle. I love when they do this stuff, right? Because we get to see two different scenes, but it disorients us enough so we don't really get, get spoiled. I just want to say right now, I might change my tune when we go through this trailer. I don't feel like I'm spoiled on any anything in this movie whether that's true or not is a credit to them yeah i i i'm still trying to digest it all i don't think i don't feel like i got spoiled on anything because we don't know the, the specifics but i think it was just the perfect amount of information to really get people of all denominations not denomination is the wrong word but persuasion to be interested in the film like i know what hooked me it's different than what hooked you it's different than what is hooking people in discord right now it's just i, I, I think this might be the, the the best trailer to capitalize on the most diverse amount of star wars fans if that makes any sense because with the force awakened teaser it seems like it was targeted towards the, the original trilogy and nostalgia with the last jedi it it, it was a little different it seems like this one it, it it's the perfect amount of information from every segment from the the railos to the the battles to the the nostalgia it, it seems like yeah it, it seems like it was enough from each spectrum that it, it wasn't too much and wasn't too spoily it, but 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 that's just me Oh, yeah. I mean, look, at this point, and then we're going to jump. I got I got John Boyega with the amazing binoculars right now. I don't know if that's what you're looking at. Um, and we're going to jump back in in a sec. I will say, I'm going to save my specific thoughts. You, at this point, not you, um, people who are into this, at all excited, you're either into it, you know, because of Rey and Kylo, a separate but also together, or just Rey and Kylo specifically as characters. I told you the other day, I need Rey murdering some bad guys or just being a badass with her lightsaber ASAP. And we definitely get some of that in this so we're gonna get to in a second but just statistically speaking if everybody saw the avengers then literally everybody saw at least force awakens and some combination of rogue one and last jedi right i mean we know most americans especially with it on tv and now it's gonna be on disney plus everybody's gonna see it yeah and and i, I do want to get into uh looking at this trailer okay so I, i'm I, at 21 I, seconds where are you 
I'm at 21 seconds as well, but but before yes. we, we before we continue, I would like to mention that uh, I know that this is just a trailer and we haven't seen the film, but I'm going to make a, a statement that is kind of like jumping the gun a bit, but Uh-oh. I think J.J. Abrams has done it. I think he will unite both people who love The Last Jedi and hate The Last Jedi, so... Uh, that that's a bit bold for me. It might be jumping the gun a little bit, but I think going off the trailer, I think JJ has done it. Yes, there's actually a lot about this trailer that's very reminiscent of the original Star Trek reboot in 09 by JJ, which for me is my favorite JJ movie. This is going to probably top it. Um, a 2009 Star Trek having to do with romance, but also how he shoots alien ships and weird bad guy ships and stuff. But I'll wait till we get that in the trailer and especially relationships. Um, but I'm going to wait for the relationship stuff because when he gets to do romantic stuff in, in other movies, he nails it. So, okay, we're at Finn with 21. So should I count this down and we'll hit play for a few little little scene mini scenes here go for all it. right three two one play the first oh, product you get it and finn says it yes oh here's right looking amazing oh yeah there's billy d the hanger rose rose love you yeah. babe it's chewy Oh, uh, the Corvette. Like a oh, oh, a battleship. Yep. I was losing it. The battleship. I love battle, this old school woman battleships. This right here with Ray right here is my favorite. We got Ray. Nobody understands the, me. I and do. And then we got it. Yep. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Okay, so I got the TIE Fighters flying at some ice thing right now. Yep, I'm at 52 seconds. Notice, though, even though we see Kylo unmasked and looking very serious, although it could be anger, it could be concentration, it could be literally anything, and he shoves his lightsaber down, he seems to be looking at Rey. Now, we know that they've, you know, screwed with us in the past where it's, like, with Last Jedi trailer, we thought they were looking at each other in certain shots, and maybe they weren't. But I will say, I mean, you, I'm sure noticed that when he says, but I do, is in the Kylo Rey mask voice. I'm wondering what you think about having him speak initially in the Kylo mask voice, but then we see him unmasked and wet and looking sexy as Adam Driver. So, number one, just because the line is in the trailer delivered a certain way does not mean that that, is, that line is going to be delivered in the film the same way. The second thing, I am so, 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 so happy that we got Kylo Ren unmasked. That, that, I, I love seeing that, that aspect of the character, and it was a really uh, powerful uh, the, the, the back and forth between the characters. And who's willing to choose no, there? Who's to really to say that the it's a conversation between these two? We we know how trailers are done. Like I said, just yeah. because the line is in a trailer doesn't mean it's in the film, or if it, it's not set the same way. But uh, I, I gotta say, Kylo whack, look, wet looking ba is about to go into a, a battle. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So. Oh, my God. I mean, in so okay, first of all, we don't see either of their lips moving saying those lines. So I, I'm actually inclined to think that it's not in that scene, but I am inclined to think that it that is indeed an exchange between the two of them at some point. But definitely that's the Kylo mask mechanical robotic voice when he talks. So if nothing else, we know he's wearing the mask when he says it. So, you know, that just adds more speculation because it's definitely the mask voice. I do or whatever. You know what I mean? It's definitely the masked <gasps> Kylo Ren voice. Oh my god. I think I know what the context is. Uh-oh, I go might ahead. be wrong. So we see in the trailer, which we'll get to later, she is confronted by a what looks to be the Emperor, some sort of 
what, what is him, a machine of him, a clone of him, some sort of something about Palpatine. What if Palpatine is talking to her and she says that line, then out of the shadows comes Kylo saying the same, saying the same thing. Hmm. Kind of like, kind of like the, kind of like a hero. I, I'm trying to say a hero, but kind of like a hero writing in, you know what I'm saying? Kind, kind of like what what when when I watched the Force Awakens for the very first time, I was expecting Luke to come in to 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 save Rey. Well, well, what if Kylo has that moment? So this sounds like new lines from Mark Hamill, which we're going to get to. Obviously, they end on Carrie Fisher, who passed away today. I'm starting to cry just talking about it, but. I mean, I, I, look, I think they might try and have that Ray line or some version of it be with Leia, um, you know, because Leia is someone who can understand her. And while obviously, you know, our desire to have an interesting and complicated relationship with Kylo, that would also make sense. But at the same time, they sort of had this conversation in The Last Jedi, and then she literally and figuratively closes the door on him. So it would be somewhat anachronistic if that makes sense for her to now be like oh you're the only one that understands me because they literally talked about it that way throughout the last jedi um so while i still hope for tons of kylo and ray i'm actually I'm, I'm changing my mind on what i just said i think she might say that line to somebody else i could be wrong yeah no 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 that 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 that, 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 that is what i'm yeah. saying i think she said that to palpatine yeah like 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 oh. you know how palpatine you know how palpatine is what he did he did it to anakin he did it to luke you know he he says he knows them. Yep. He said this knew how it's going to go down. Yep. And Luke says that back to him. Yep. And then, like I said, but Kylo knows her. Like, no matter what you think of Raylo or their dynamic, they've been in each other's head. They had some mental, intimate moments where they know each other's fears, you know, and loneliness. They, they know each other on that level so so of course kylo is going to say it and like i said i don't think she's saying it to kylo i think it's kylo saying it out of the blue or it could just be lines for the trailer and we won't see them in the movie at all that has happened before you know or, or as i talk about uh, you know, I've been doing tons of Batman and Batgirl coverage because I love those comics. You know, Batman and Batgirl are constantly journaling their lives in their heads as I talk about. I, I, they're probably not going to do this because they never do it in Star Wars. But for the final movie, I wouldn't mind Ray having like th comic book thought bubbles. You know, I mean, that's what makes the Afro comics great. One of the things that makes the Afro comics great, right, is she is talking to herself in her head all the time, and that's some some of the most deep and hilarious stuff. Um, so yes, it could be just for the trailer. It could be framed a different way, but I don't think she's going to abandon her friends in this they keep showing us way too many shots of her fighting you know or like the c-3po scene and then various shots of her fighting with poe and finn and stuff like that so i think my stuff about her being a dark jedi at least temporarily seems to not be the case based on this trailer but who knows i hate getting into the age you know me i don't want to subscribe to anything but <laughs> you're but on the wrong I, podcast I, I for this no, i'm just kidding yeah. yeah yeah i know uh but but one of the things that has been going around in the rumor mill is that the the competition between ray and kylo is going to be like a a force vision trippy type thing where they're like traveling through location like they're, they're thrown into the force it's kind of like an interdimensional world between worlds type thing and it, what mm. well, what if Palpatine sends them down that path you know what I'm saying hmm world between so, worlds what does that remind me of hmm hmm 
I think Palpatine is going he, he, you know, he's the obstacle. I think he's going to try them both. You know, so... So I think kind of a little bit of that thing with um Doctor Strange or whatever, where um Doctor Strange confronts the villain and then they sent them into the mere dimension. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I, honestly, whenever I see a Star Wars trailer and get in this mood, I completely forget about comic book movies because this is just so much more exciting for me. Speaking of which, why don't we continue with the trailer? I have tons of reactions to what you just said. But I'm going to wait till we get to certain parts or after the trailer. So I'm at 51 well, seconds. Where are you? I'm at 52 seconds. But before we do, we okay. got to talk about the scene right now with the asteroid iceberg yeah. type thing in space yeah. with a tons of TIE fight. That is something we, ha- I at least I haven't seen in Star Wars before. But it looks so real. This is always my criticism of Guardians of the Galaxy and the, and the you know, cosmic stuff, some Thor stuff, is that, you know, they go out of their way to make it overly colorful. It never looks real. You know, it's so clearly CGI. And while this is clearly CGI, to me, this looks like, uh, as real as you're ever going to get an ice asteroid to look like there's something with star wars and jk girl i should say these star wars movies and television shows continue to have about a 10 to 20 percent less of a budget than everything marvel does and my only theory about this is lucasfilm has been doing this so long and so well and everything back to empire and return of the jedi still looks amazing i just don't think they need as much money to make these special effects look spectacular is the only thing i can come up with because they're saying mandalorian is 15 million an episode but the marvel shows are going to be 25 but already the mandalorian and looks way better than anything we've seen on Marvel film or television or otherwise. This looks amazing to me. Go ahead. Well, that's because Star Wars has this version, I hate using this term, practical effects, where the, the MCU is heavy CGI. Not that it's one better than the other, it's just a different techniques, and I think practical effects are, I, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but uh, somewhat cheaper, so that they're able to go the distance further with less than MCU films because they're just different products of their time. Well, and I think part of the reason, um, and then we'll continue here, uh, but I think it's important to point out, part of the reason the prequels have aged so well is not just because of the younger generation, like you, and people even younger than you or older than you, who grew up on the prequels, who love them, but specifically because at the time we're all going, okay, this is CGI, this is CGI, this, but we've seen so much bad or mediocre CGI since then, and you go back to the prequels, and most of the CGI, you're going, this looks at least as good as stuff from 2015 or 2018. I mean, I, I always talk about how even though i love the marvel movies for the most point the part they keep having problems with cgi and i think the final two avengers movie and captain marvel for the most part they nailed it but even in the final avengers movie it's like okay this is cgi cap this is cgi thor as i always say i love it make it kinetic and fun and awesome like cap with the hammer for a full minute against thanos i fucking love it but star wars and also the x-men movies and even some of the dc movies like justice league and wonder woman for some reason do special effects better than marvel and considering Star Wars is under Disney, like Marvel, I'm not really sure why that's the case. And yes, I'm looking at a still image here. Uh, we're about to get to the Y-Wing later, and I'm about to have a giant nerd orgasm. Uh, but th- this looks amazing to me. Uh, but should we keep going, or your thoughts? I, I'm ready to go whenever okay. you are, and, I, and I'm at 51 seconds. Awesome. So three, two, one, go. Oh my so God. many TIE fighters. Okay, this thrown. shot right here is straight from a Star Trek reboot. I'll get back to it. It looks like Nero's ship. Oh, the battleship. 
they have, oh man oh yeah, yeah. here's the, the falcon flight, the flight. oh yep. look at the resistance fleet here we go this is the hero shot oh yeah ray and kylo yep. going at it explosion okay awesome. here's a water yep. thing i don't know what's going on oh man okay pause 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 before c3 i am at i i'm at 115 okay so talk to me about what just happened to me that was a combination of that ice planet some space shots i mean that rebellion or what resistance fleet or i mean they said we are the rebellion i'm gonna call them the rebellion the rebellion fleet looks ginormous in that shot but so does the imperial fleet this is exactly what we wanted right we saw rogue one space battle and we're like look return of the jedi is still the most classic space battle but rogue one the amount of ships and stuff going on with capital ships has never been topped and while I love JJ episode seven and Ryan episode eight, the beginning of episode eight with Ryan and the bombers looked so good. It was just a cock tease. And now we're getting the full on space battle. But Jedi Geek Girl, as you and I predicted and wanted, this movie is going to be much longer than previous Star Wars movies. They have to do it. And so we don't have to worry about an amazing space battle. Not we have to worry about a space battle, but we don't have to worry about the amazing space battle taking up, you know, the entire film or whatever. Well, it's like a third of Return of the Jedi, right? I mean, they could still have a spectacular final space battle i don't know when it's going to occur they're gonna have plenty of time for character beats which is what they're mostly uh uh you know emphasizing here go ahead i i think that the, the rebellion I'm, I'm have it paused on the screen right now it's def going up against the Sith, Sith fleet which we know is already in the film it's stuff like that but i think what, what i love about this and this has been analyzed so much online people identifying and pointing out ships as that this is this will go beyond not only the skywalker saga but like it looks like the ghost is there like i said the shadow specter looks to be there even the colossus it looks like might be in this shot now obviously these characters and ship might not have any line in the film but the fact that they are there shows a un- unity of the star wars canon to date whether or not those ships are actually the ships that have been identified for the fans we have to wait for the visual reference guide guide but if that's just shadow caster the colossus and the ghost on top of maybe some other ships that we do not know holy cow this is like what, what people liked about solo about it like having nods to the Canon of Star Wars, I did that, 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 that is, that, that is amazing. Uh, and it's not so far fetched because the ghost has been in Rogue One and, and it's Lucasfilm excluding The Last Jedi, has been tying more and more stuff into their films, you know, starting really with Rogue One and Solo, just because The Last Jedi was a little bit more of a personal, smaller story, as, and, and, and it seems like that trend is going to continue with, with Rise of Skywalker. I, I have so much to say. Those are all amazing points. The solo connection. I do want to point out that that spiky looking ship coming out of nowhere, the beginning of this little mini clip that we just did, JGG. You know, you know the, the first look, I did Lord of the Rings commentaries and some others when I was first getting started. But what I considered the first like a really good Bizzlecast commentary when I had my mic and my setup and I just kind of knew what I did was Bizzlecast 20, which was Star Trek reboot. I did it even before Guardians and all the Avengers movies 
season, even the Star Wars movie. I don't know why. I just love Star Trek reboots so much. Oh, I know why. It was because The Force Awakens was coming out in like four months. So I'm like, let me look at the best J.J. Abrams movie ever and one of the best. I mean, let's be honest, J.J. J- Geek Girl. In 2009, we had no clue that we were going to get more Star Wars movies, right? And so I, I, am, I was a huge Star Trek fan already, but even if I was just a science fiction fan, I would be amped about a movie or movies like the Star Trek reboots just to get space opera, right? If not, if we weren't going to get Star Wars, because that was years before even the Disney purchase. So that was a commentary I, I did. And I want to talk about the, the relationship romance stuff in a sec, because Spock and Nohara in that movie is part of what makes it so special. I mean, there's so many things. It's Chris Pine's breakout party, but Spock and Nohara are amazing. We'll get to that with the romance relationship stuff later. But Nero's um, uh, ship coming out of the time loop right after Spock's ship does, when we're like looking back in time, and that timeline and the spiky, you know, giant Romulan ship from the future, you know, that, that looks like something from Battlestar Galactica or whatever, coming out in the way, Je- I mean, he shakes the camera. Like, every time we see Nero's ship in Star Trek, he's shaking the camera, and there's, you know, almost like horror music in the background to emphasize how menacing and huge and, and bad it is. Really reminded me of that giant ship. I would be shocked if that giant ship was not the Emperor's ship, based on J.J. Abrams, would be my guess. Uh, are you talking about the ship that we see rising from what looks to be underground? Yeah, the I don't want to re- rewind it. Let's see if I can find. Oh, I am. I'm going back and forth. Oh, okay, the so they're, they're like in the 57 cockpit. Fifty-seven seconds. What? Which? What time is it? At? The, the fifty-seven seconds, which looks to be like a star destroyer being yeah, rolled 50... in. Yeah. 4, 55, 56, 57. It has a bunch of different arms that look kind of spiky with a big light oh, behind it. You're talking about the um, the chair. Oh, is that just his chair? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, oh. a, that, 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 that's like a throne. Yeah, that, that, that's like a throne. So it's like Thanos' throne, which is like in the middle of space, right? That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah, it, 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 it's supposed to yeah. represent... The, the Emperor's throne. Well, this like, proves my like, point in terms of how it's spiky and it looks huge and, and menacing, even if it's not a giant starship, right? I mean, it looks old, but also high-tech at the same time, which is, you know, Star Wars can do better than anybody. Um, yeah. It, it, to, to me, now, I don't know much about Legends. To me, it reminds me of a old Sith throne. So at one minute and one so, second. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So this gets, this makes me wonder what oh, yeah. what if what if Palpatine does yeah. more to me to the eye? Yeah. What, what what if he's a capulation of a more ancient thing? Because I, I look at the, I look at the I look at the throne and I think one of two things: one, it looks old; two, it looks very menacing. Like think of like when you fight a boss battle or a villain in a movie. Where it's like the next level, they get worse and things look more crazy. You know like what I'm talking about? Jedi Fallen Order, it? which I just pre-ordered, which we're going to get to, because I think there's some kinetical stuff going on in that game that's going to talk about this movie. But I'll go wait on that. Go ahead. Yeah, but 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 that's that's what the throne reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Like like you like you think you know Palpatine, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. My, my, it's, it's kind of. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of, sorry to cut you off here, it kind of like reminds me of it, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm. the, the, the first yeah, that's part... The horror, was, that, sorry, that's what I was trying to get to. Whatever the fuck it is, J.J. has done tons of horror things in the past, as well as dark sci-fi and mainstream sci-fi, and so when he wants to make something look scary, even in a small shot like that, between the music, the sound, and the visuals, he knows how to nail it. It was really my bigger point. Yeah, so... 
I, I, I just, I just, yeah, I'm trying to get two carried away. Um, okay, TH, really but. quick. At 101 or 102, one minute, two seconds. I'm looking at the Falcon, and I could be miscounting. It looks like literally hundreds and hundreds of starships from around the galaxy. I see a Hammerhead Corvette. I see a ship that looks exactly like the Firefly, but with a Hammerhead front in it. I see a ship that definitely looks like a Corellian uh, cruiser. Um, and I see a bunch of ships that look some combination of Star Trek, uh, Firefly, Serenity, Joss Whedon stuff, and Star Wars. This looks like some combination of them and Billy D. Williams in Lando and so forth. They literally get all the free people of Middle Earth. Sorry, I mean Star Wars <laughs> to, uh, to 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 battle here. Uh, were you shocked at how, just how dense this ginormous Rebel fleet seems to be with with the Falcon up front? <laughs> I don't think I was shocked just because of the D twenty three footage that we got, where it seems like there was a lot of ships united. But I'm at one hundred one. Are you at one hundred one? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I stopped. Uh, yeah, I'm just staring at this fleet. I mean, it's okay. just amazing. So wh- why don't we keep going here? Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Be- before we move on, yes. I do want to point out a couple of things. Sure. So obviously this picture has been broken apart online already, but just looking at it, now I can see what people all do. So if you look at the Millennium Falcon in the front here, which has the correct uh, satellite, which was pointed out on fans, if you go right above above it you you'll see like what looks to be like a almost like a u thing or whatever i think that's the um shadow specter from yeah. star wars rebels the Ketsu ship then if you go to the right you obviously see the ghost and <laughs> if you look behind the ghost it looks like the ship that is the same class as the colossus which people is pointing out so i just wanted to point that out to our listeners and mm-hmm. to you uh Bizzle, the, the ships about what was going on and like i said we won't know for sure until the visual guide you don't want to get to except the ghost i'm pretty sure the ghost is 100 percent the ghost and it's just so good the, the question is is hair flying it or is Jason flying it? Or are they both flying it? You know, who's to say? Alright, I'm going to say it here. I'll be the final time I say it. I've been saying it for a year and a half. I'm going to continue to say it. I definitely think there is going to be a brief cameo of some sort with Ahsoka Tano in this film. If for no other reason that for all the toxic nonsense out there, the one female character that unites all Star Wars fans, as far as I can tell, way more than Rey, who people still call, like, you know, Mary Sue Ridley and stuff. I just want to smack these people. I normally don't go after trolls, but after Star Wars posted sort of the teaser to this trailer the other day, the, the biggest comments were like, oh, more horrible female character. And I just started going after a bunch of them. I couldn't help myself. I'm like, you guys are such idiots. On top of that, you can't enjoy this. I, I would pity you if you weren't just such horrible, horrible, dumb Trump-loving idiots. You know what I mean? I'm just done with it. I, I, you know? And, and, and fuck them. Um, but uh, but, the, but my point is, I, I've been saying Ahsoka's going to be in this movie, and the fact that you know, ghost stuff is happening, Rebels-related stuff is happening, I think there's going to be some Maul Dathomir stuff again about the video game. I'm going to hold off for now and just Ahsoka is at the, the the you know let's put it this way if Ray whoever Ray is saying you don't no one else understands me who's the one person in 
canon that might still be alive who could definitely understand what Ray's going through is for sure Ahsoka Tano. So, again, it, it probably won't happen, but I'm going to continue with my prediction because logically, from a character basis, even if it's just a two-minute pump-up speech and then she disappears or it's a Force ghost or she dies or something, I really think Ahsoka's going to be in there. That's it. I, I said it because you brought up the ghost. I, I won't bring it up again. All good. I'm, I'm ready to move okay. on whenever so you are. We're at 102. We're going to pause as soon as the C-3PO scene ends. Okay, but I'll count us down. Uh, three, oh, yeah, two... I'm already at... I'm already at 114. Oh, you're at 114. Okay. So I'm just going to say, so, right. So they come in, I'm a little bit behind. So you stay where you are. So then we got the fighting on the battleship with her. Kylo, there's a big explosion. Um, There's a sea thing that looks amazing with the battleship. Okay, here we go. So we've got the cute little alien that everybody has seen. It, it's like the, the Porgs. People saw the Porgs in Entertainment Weekly, and all but the most hardened idiot cynics love the Porgs immediately, well before the movie came out. This alien everyone seems to love. You know, I mean, who cares if it's practical or CGI? Again, the fact that we can't tell just shows how far they've come. And this is definitely the C-3PO, I know I'm dying, and this is my last mission thing, you know? It's not like K2 and the Rogue One crew, they have to hide it from us, you know, or, or so forth. I do think this is a nod to uh, um, to L- L3 uh, and Solo becoming a part of the ship. I don't. That's the immediate thing I thought of, because I know people were, like, upset that L3 became just an AI in the Falcon. I'm like, guys, the fact that L3 is in the Falcon through all of these movies and all of these uh, adventures is amazing. It, it seems to me, being an AI person, something similar is happening here with C-3PO. Okay, I'm starting to cry, so you talk about this. I don't think it's the same thing as L3. I'm, I, just I for the correction, oh, really quick, I'm not saying it's the same thing as L3, but the plugging of C-3PO with the heroes around into what seems uh, the Millennium Falcon just reminded me of it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the scene, and, and I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm surprised or uh, happy that they included this. So it, it, it looks like it's going to be a really emotional scene. I have it paused right now at 122 with Ray and Finn looking at it, and, and they look emotional to me. It, it, it looks like this will be what it looks like. But I'm, I don't know if I want it to be a misdirect or not. It's just, 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 just because you hate to have this advertisement of, hey, you're going to have this emotional moment and then it not be an emotional moment. It seems like a robbery, but you also don't want to, you know, the yeah, it was mentioned by J.J. Abrams. It looks like it's going to take that focus uh, for the legacy characters and uh, going back to A New Hope, it, it brings it full circle because we, we start with the droids. Uh, George Lucas said that it, that was the, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars, A New Hope. It was focused on these two characters that you, that observed this a wonderful adventure. Uh, Luke Skywalker, the Rebellion, and yeah, and Aju teach you cannot give that emotion that C-3PO can be, and and it ties it, 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 it brings it all around here, and it makes me wonder, I hate to think, what if, what if, you know, because it was supposed to be Leia, obviously it would not be the same dynamic, because uh, according to things that I've read, this scene is supposed to be revolving around something that Leia couldn't do, just because it had to be a droid, but it, it it, it it it's just I, I I don't know if I want to say bye, but I also don't want to be 
I, I don't want to have this emotional reaction and it be invalidated at you because of it being a misdirective. That makes any sense. So I'm a little mm-hmm. conflicted on it, but I don't think you, it, this is a mystery. I think C3PO is going to quote unquote die or sacrifice for sure. I mean, that would be that I, would be beyond a horrible emotional misdirect. I think. I I, did, I wonder if he's going to get well, whatever he's about to do, and uh, there's spoilers about it um, that I have looked into that may or may not be true. Uh, and I think he might lose his memory again, and uh, or, or, yeah. or get white. And again, if you've so, seen all the movies and you've read all the books, specifically Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and uh, Bloodline, both of which I love, both by Claudia Gray, who's spectacular, because you know me, I love everything Leia, and you put Claudia Gray on Leia, it's even more, be- it's even more spectacular. But C-3PO was with Leia basically her whole life, including beyond her death, right? And so... This, I mean, I don't know if this is what they're intending, and I'm getting really t- t- choked up just saying it, but him saying goodbye on the release of the final trailer that ends with Carrie Fisher talking on the day of Carrie Fisher's death, in the way is Carrie Fisher saying goodbye to us, and all the original characters, but specifically Princess Leia, who's been with 3PO forever, and vice versa, and I think that, you know, that as much as anything is making me cry. Of course, now at 1 minute 23, I see the, you know, the adorable and heartbreaking, you know, big-eyed looks of, of John Boyega and Daisy Ridley watching this go on, which, you know, pulls up my heartstrings even more. And again, these moments that we see Ray with the team looking very much present with them is really going against any sort of minor prediction slash, you know, desire or thought that she's going to really go dark in this movie. They're really stressing she's a good guy. And it would be against Ray's character to go dark for any extended period of time. And this, this is maybe the big one they're shooting right in on daisy ridley's face again we don't know when it's shot but after c-3po gives that really sad speech which is like the first like self-aware moment he's ever had you know uh, and, and her and finn looking very sad but specifically her um so yeah i don't know i just blabbed go ahead that is this scene i think comes before the red eye scene that we see in the d23 footage uh it could be such a thing as it could be the same thing as lobot uh lobot has the cybernetic implant on his head that allows him to have a thought process beyond a normal human and access the interwebs whatever the the hollow net uh and stuff like that he was he's able to do advanced technology but he has to stay on top of it otherwise the implant can implants take over him so i wonder if c3po is going to do something that requires his thought process where he loses himself in the product in the process and that's why he's staying by and, and like i said I, it doesn't take much to connect the dots that this scene is before the red eye see that scene that we see in the d23 footage and and what, what i was going back and forth and the look on john's biography finn's face it makes me think that it it did it, it not so much that this is not a misdirect, but it is as emotional as we are reacting to it, you know. And it it it, it is fitting, like you were saying about C three PO's connection to C three PO on on. Uh, Carrie Fisher's birthday. Yeah, yeah sorry. Correct, quick, quick correction. Totally I meant to say today is Carrie Fisher's birthday. Again, she's a Libra like me. What, what, and Felicity Jones. It's funny. 
Natalie Portman's in 1981 birthday. So all all the Star Wars princesses are are basically Libras. I guess Natalie's mid-November. I'm not sure if that's Libra. Uh, Nevertheless, what I meant to say was today's Carrie Fisher's birthday. God bless her name. Um, But but that this movie, you know, she died during the open week opening week of Rogue One, which was around the same time of year as this movie. So I mixed those two facts. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm emotional and all over the place. Sorry, Jaggy girl. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, now I'm at what like it's like from one twenty four okay. to okay. one twenty six. Okay, it could be something you could pull right out of the original trilogy with with C three PO, Chewbacca, and R two D two, and that that really that really pulls at this the the heartstrings because that's something like like we had C three PO said I miss you old friend to R two D two and the Force Awakens and obviously they were part in the Last Jedi, and so this is something that we haven't really seen in the sequel trilogy that is an image uh, straight out of the original trilogy and I, and I think it pulls at the heartstrings because not only do you have the line from C-3PO before but you have that classic iconic image for really the mm-hmm. first time in a sequel trilogy again not taking anything away from The Force Awakens but mm-hmm. at, at least that's where my mind goes and let's be clear, one of the most underrated and under-talked about parts of The Last Jedi is what starts turning Luke around. Yes, Chewie yells at him and gives him a hard time, but it's R2-D2, which at the time it happened, Jakey Curl, in the theater, I turned to my dad and I said, here comes the Leia hologram. I knew it was coming, but who cares? Seeing the reaction of, of you know, old, bitter, lost Luke Skywalker, seeing the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi hologram for R2 is what starts turning him around, right? That's what starts making him train Rey, and there's some bumps in the road but ultimately that's what starts getting him going it is being reminded of the, of the old days when he first saw Leia in, in the hologram he's like she's beautiful she's a princess who is she you know what I mean and so you know having R2 and C-3PO here to you know to quote slash paraphrase Lord of the Rings and Return of the King at the end of all things I, I think is very fitting yeah I, and I, and I uh, that, that was such an emotional powerful moment for me uh, from The Last Jedi and yeah, I. Yeah, why don't yeah, we keep going? Because we're averaging about ten minutes per ten seconds of the trailer, which is great. We want to keep going for a couple seconds here. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. All I'm right, at, where are you? I'm at like like one twenty-seven. I'm, okay. I'm about to fade into this Christmas. My friends, let me get there. And, nice and we're about okay. to hit. Right, three. And we're about to hit a lot of. Uh, we're about to hit a lot of okay. random scenes here, so. Okay, all right. Well, here we go. 127. We're going to play in three, two, one, go. That's this the Christmas. bad robot this Christmas. Oh, this yeah. Like, it reminds me of the Death Star right there with the action yeah, scene. Totally. Do we have Ray and Leia? All the fonts are straight from Bad Robot, which I'm cool with. Oh, yeah, there's Finn. you got to have your good guys having fun. This is the Avengers thing. Oh, Y-Wing. Oh, God. Oh, here's the horse riding. Woo! Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh. This story lives forever. Room. Let's just ride here right till the here. end. Yeah. 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 Oh, look we got look tie interceptors right and B wings. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. Yep. The force will be with you. Here it comes. Always. Oh, Carrie Fisher, I love you. Oh. I love her so much. I love all of them, but I really miss Carrie Fisher. 
All right, people. There you go. All right, Jay Geek Girl. We saw some great Raylo stuff. We saw some great space porn, as I call it. But we saw horse riding, which I love. I've always wanted to see some like ground riding of something that's not just you know Lucas throwing in a stormtrooper riding a lizard in Episode Four or whatever the fuck that is. Like this was real horse riding. I know they're aliens, but like you know, my favorite video game is Horizon Zero Dawn, and in their redheaded female heroine Aloy is you can convert the robot bad guys who look like horses into good guys and then ride them all over the place and it's it's spectacular and the witcher you get to ride horses i know it's a video game thing but it's also a fantasy thing jay geek girl i want to bring this up which is you know what has made star wars great over the years is a combination of fantasy and sci-fi and again one of the things that's so underappreciated about ryan johnson's vision and execution in last jedi is how much great fantasy stuff we get we get huge force philosophy talk yes but we also get you know where ray finds the books and she goes into the old thing that's the temple but it's sort of Harry Potter-esque and you know there's tons of great fantasy cues from both Lord of the Rings Harry Potter and other stuff that we see in The Last Jedi and riding horses is just one of those things having your heroes riding horses with a side scrolling shot and your you know your heroes cheering and riding horses doesn't get that much better uh, for me you know I mean the two horse scenes in, in Lord of the Rings and the two towers and then Return of the King where the Rohirrim come and save the day by riding thousands of horses down into battle is like one of the best things ever you know I called Avengers Endgame, you know, Avengers colon Return of the King. They, they ripped off almost too many Return of the King things in Endgame. This, they're definitely going their own way, but, you know, some of that stuff is, is always going to be classic for the end of a trilogy. I, I love the horse riding. I know I'm honing in on that, so you go ahead, because we've got some great Ray Kylo stuff, too, which we have to talk about. Yeah, there, there's so much here to digest. Right now, I, I've been, like, going back and forth and studying everything, but look at 1 minute 50 seconds. Uh, the, okay. you, you see... It, what yeah. looks to be the same platform that Ray and Kylo are fighting, and here comes Finn. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay, that that's uh, that's that's really interesting. So, do you think he thinks he sees her going dark or something, or just getting hurt, and that's why he's so running and passionate here? I I have no idea. This this, this could be before yeah. Kylo shows up. This could be while they're fighting. Yep. I, I have I have no idea. Yep. Uh, but I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to so, stress, though, how important it is that quick shots we have of, of Poe and especially Finn cheering and then Billy D smiling, which we've seen Lando, but now we see from the side a different shot. You know, it's important in these dark movies, even the final Avengers film, to have your good guys having fun being good guys, even in horrible situations. As I always talk about, what makes Joss Whedon such a special director, and now James Gunn has done it in the Russo's have with Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy is you, you need your heroes to make jokes specifically during the most tense and scary and horrible parts of the film because that is what soldiers do. The, the darker the scenario gets, the more you have to have it, some sense of humor at what's going on or else you lose your mind. And that's you know, JJ has always nailed that. And that's what's the good parts of the good Star Trek reboot movies, especially the first one is you know, they're joking through the whole movie but the jokes get more subtle but also funnier as it gets darker and darker you add Scotty to the mix and then Spock after he tries to kill Kirk comes back to himself and they have some great back and forth together you know with Zoe Saldana as a horror which I'm going to get back to that relationship thing in a second when we talk Raylo but does that make sense that like as dark as the scenario is the riding of horses but specifically them like joking a little bit or just seeing Billy D and Finn smile a bit I think is important in these movies especially Star Wars 
Yeah, I, I think that that will all happen like in the first half. I think the second half is going to be not no not necessarily dark, but really um, kind of serious, for lack of better words. Uh, but I, I just want to say that I think with the Last Jedi, how intimate of a story it was between Rey and Kylo. I don't think we could get to where we're going with what we see in the trailer without that level of intimate connection and I, I know people have the issues with Last Jedi I've been listening to people talk about it and stuff like that and it, it, it makes me really appreciate The Last Jedi even more because you, 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 you have to have that level of intimate dynamic whether people or not like it in The Last Jedi to have where it looks like where we're going right now because right now I have it paused on 157 and with Kylo, looks like it looks like I'm okay. trying to go back and forth. You get let's right go. Can here. you go back? But, yeah. Hold uh, on. But, but but it looks like he's in the throne room. But what I'm trying to say is, it, it gives the dynamic and interaction that they will have a lot more weight than if they didn't have that level of intimate back and forth. So so at 150, her and Kylo are smashing something together. What the hell is that? And Kylo's wearing the mask, by the way. I have no fucking clue what's going on. So it, it, I've I've heard and I've looked. It looks like uh, Vader's helmet. So they're 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 killing the past uh, together, so to speak. Something like that, yeah. So this it, could it, give it, credence it, it, to the Ray lineage thing, as much as I don't want it to happen. I I, I don't I I don't get that connection. It, okay. it makes me wonder. I think this is early on in the film. Which which is kind of interesting because the, what we have seen in Kylo, he has no helmet. So it 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 makes me it really makes me wonder because he does have his helmet on. This could be part of the training simulation, for all we know. It it it's really hard to say because if you go back to one fifty eight. Or 157 here. Oh, there now it's a lot brighter. It it looks like that that background looks like uh, the, the the throne room, and we we see the story that the story will live forever, and then the throne room, and he has his helmet off. Hmm. So it, it it's really it's <laughs> there's a lot here to digest. I'm trying not to think about it logically. Like the Death Star was sure. blowing up. How 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 is the room still intact? Sure. Um, but yeah, it just it, it so this is either early on or later in the film, and to me, it's, it signals early on in the film because it wouldn't make any sense for all that stuff with his helmet off to be early on in the film, at least to me, because it looks like a climax. I I, I think this is this this might be them. Maybe the, what 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 if they're not together? If that makes any sense, what what if this is some sort of force thing? More force skyping? I don't know. No, 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 not 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 force skyping, but kind of like a world between worlds. What what if they are like not really trapped there, whatever? And that well, what is if how you bring in Ahsoka. Is you have them go between the world between the worlds, which is what I've been saying and hinting at this entire time. It makes so much sense that these two would enter something like that, and of course, I would think they would run between Ahsoka. Um, but yeah. Well, so what? What if? What? What? What if? 
and did, did the first part of the film early on in the film and they they not necessarily have a fight but they see each other and they interact and it through some sort of force thing and what we're seeing with his helmet off is later in the film in real life if that makes any sense you know well, I don't know because it, it clearly shows them working together to destroy something like what is that and mm. why can I give you a film reason why I don't think that's the case or may not be the case uh, yeah go for it is him starting with the helmet and then deciding he doesn't need it is too close of a mirror to Last Jedi um, so I don't think JJ is going to do that either he's going to start with the helmet and keep it much longer than we think or he's going to put on the helmet I mean the mirroring of the whole thing if he starts episode 7 with the helmet and then eventually he captures Rey and starts trying to torture her or whatever mind read her in episode 7 and she says you know a, co- you know, a coward with a helmet or whatever she says he takes off the helmet and then he starts Last Jedi with the helmet and then Snoke tells him that you know take off that stupid helmet or whatever and he smashes it then the mirror of everything we've seen would actually be for him to end this film with the helmet so part of me thinks this is actually late in the film uh would be my guess uh just just from a filmmaking standpoint then that would mean everything that we are seeing from what looks to be the climax would be early on in the film and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it seems like that is that that would be a background and a scene that you would say for the climax you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying yep then the only other idea is he starts with it off he puts it on and then he takes it back off which is possible, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that that scene is later in the film where with him putting his helmet back on. It's just it just doesn't make make a whole lot of sense to me. Okay, all right. Well, um, let me see. So we've got them with the helmet, and then. Let's see, they smash the thing, then we see Poe and Finn, then we see them running with the horses on a Star Destroyer in space, it seems like, which should it be able to happen, then Ray's looking at the Emperor, and then we hear the Luke and Leia thing, look, look right up on Ray. I mean, look, you know, I've been saying that I don't think, as great as Daisy Ridley and Ray is as a character, like Luke in his brief time going crazy at the end of Return of the Jedi, I felt for like a character development standpoint, she would at least have to go dark, not dark Jedi, but just have some bad murderous thoughts briefly or something to be fully fleshed out. But based on everything we're seeing here, I don't know what to make of it. And Jedi Geek Girl, I have to bring it in, you know, because Jedi Fallen Order is about to drop the video game, which isn't canon, takes place between three and four. I was mediocre on it, but a number of streamers that I follow were were flown to, you know, the EA headquarters or whatever to play like the first three or four hours of the game. And they're very transparent that they, you know, were flown out there or, or at least given access to it. And they say it's like, it's actually a hard and really interesting game that's reminiscent of Dark Souls. Like, it's actually a difficult game, but also very interesting in terms of the world. And they said there's four worlds, and they said, but the we saw three of the four worlds. And what is the fourth world that they're not even showing off in previews? It looks like it's the last world you go to in the game is Dathomir. So you take that, and then you take the solo movie, and then you take what we've seen in Clone Wars and in Rebels, 
I, you know, I don't think Darth Maul can be in this film. We do see Rey in that Dark Jedi teaser shot from earlier on where she breaks what looks like a Darth Maul-esque lightsaber in half to have two red lightsabers. I'm not making any particular predictions here other than they keep tickling our balls, so to speak, when it comes to something having to do with Maul or Dathomir. So regardless of this trailer, or you can bring it in, are you getting that sense too? I'm not saying it's Ahsoka, and I'm not saying it's Maul, but they certainly have been teasing it more than just Kira serving Maul. I don't know what you think of all this, because this Fallen Order game is in canon, and there's a specific reason they're releasing it a month before the movie. Go ahead. I no, I I, I never got that conclusion. Mm. I haven't been following okay. the trailer Fallen Order. I didn't get that from the trailer at, 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 at all, so... No, no, no. I- I'm specifically saying I did not care or think it was going to be that good until 24 hours ago when th- the big streamers were allowed to release gameplay footage that they did and also their impressions of it. And some of them are big skeptics, even though everyone's a Star Wars fan who's a, t- a streamer, obviously. You know, all ner- nerds are Star Wars fans at some point. It actually looks like a good video game, period. But on top of that, it looks like it's going to have way more canon stuffed into it than, you know, Battlefront. So I'm interesting to yeah. see where that goes. But it's like Kira with Maul, you know, because now they're hinting that there's going to be some Han Solo, Lando, Kira spinoff stuff, which most of us are thrilled about, you know, on the Disney streaming service or something. But at the time, you know, as much of a nerd moment as Maul was, you know, with Kira serving him after she kills Paul Bettany's character, Voss, I wasn't sure what to make of that. Um, but, you know, they keep referring to past films, even in the standalone films, and then back to the side film so I, I don't know what's what's in play um you mentioned the ghost you know and so that's why i had to bring in the rebels connection maybe it's you know jason sandula or whoever uh but it seems like they're going to be working in some of that stuff and jj has definitely learned i mean look you look at rogue one and you look at last jedi and, and han solo but specifically the standalone movies of, of rogue one and, and solo whatever you think of them are both stuffed full of references to you know the the prequels and you know uh what was considered legends but now they're starting to work in canon uh as well right and so i think jj has somewhat learned his lesson in the sense of like it's one thing to you know openly try and please the average american audience but he also has to you know please us nerds uh maybe not as densely as solo did but you know what i mean like seed some of that stuff more than just a shot of the ghost so you can address any of that specifically or more broadly like what is some non-movie stuff that you think might be worked into this uh i'm not worried about it right now uh i would like to say that but going based off the trailer uh, jj said that ryan johnson has inspired him to be more bold with his direction and i did not notice that the horses that they were riding were on a star destroyer i had to go back and look at it to to really see that and i saw that and i was thinking like okay maybe that's some plan or whatever and i'm looking at the the battle or whatever and i'm currently at 154 okay what you see up what you see a bunch oh, yeah. of star destroyers and if you look in the means bottom, in atmosphere can... i mean look yes. I, I may be a science nerd and, and i try not to science the shit out of star wars because honestly who cares but there are some things that they do 
do like you you know like we thought princess leia was dead in the last jedi because she was in a vacuum with no suit right and that was the whole point was she saved herself with force powers even though she was basically already dead which by the way i still love and can't understand people who don't love and appreciate that but maybe this is my leia love in general and anything she does especially with the force of course i'm gonna love uh, now in this shot we see some advanced tie fighters as well i can't tell if they're interceptors or just different types of tie fighters who fucking cares so the fact that the horses are Riding, but we can also see sort of a sunrise or sunset in the background. All of these star destroyers, but also the horses on the star destroyer. Right, Jedi Geek Girl must be an atmosphere here, unless I mean they couldn't. They, they, this wouldn't be a fake shot. No, 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 no. They're, they are totally in atmosphere. Like I didn't connect it uh, until I actually went back and forth. And just, just, just think about it right now. Just cl- close your eyes and just picture like a star destroyer, and you picture horses on it, and then you open your eyes and and you're actually seeing it. It just, it just blows my mind. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, just this as a concept. And this brings me back to what I was saying earlier about J.J. Abrams taking more risk mm-hmm. with nine six. Thanks to Ryan Johnson. I don't think this is yep. something that you would think of to do in Star Wars that is new, fresh, and I, I, I would say it's original. Uh, and I, I just cannot wait to see that scene plays out. Like, well, well what are the context? Like, I, I would assume that they are on planet riding and then the Star Destroyers take off and, you know what I'm saying? And so well, where, where are they going? <laughs> because obviously, you know, that they're, they're eventually going to run out of oxygen. You know, I, I mean, they might have masks on, but you know, it's hard to tell from well, this angle. Be, but if you to go, to be fair, hold on, hold oh, on. Sorry. <laughs> if you go, if you, if you go off the other angle, you don't yeah. see them with masks. But yeah. like I said, who's to say these two scenes are connected? Yeah, I was, Go I was gonna say, to be fair, at the end of the two towers, when the Rohirrim come in to kill the rest of the orcs and save everyone that's holed up and trying to survive with Aragorn and King Theoden at Helm's Deep, they ride straight down an impossibly, you know, a vertical mountain. You know, I mean, even physics in the Lord of the Rings there takes a back seat. You gotta go with what looks cool. Again, there is no way this is in the vacuum of space, right? So this is actually reminiscent Jaggy girl, speaking of things that we mentioned, of a certain scene from the final season of Rebels. You know where I'm going with this? Uh, sorry, I, I got distracted at the trailer. I've been going back and forth. Like, in, the final, in the final season of Rebels, uh, a certain Mandalorian who I love and Ezra and the man and a bunch of Mandalorians jump out. Now, they are wearing spacesuits, but they do jump out on this on the side of a Star Destroyer or one of their cruisers or whatever, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and yep. so, you know, so again, it's pulling from some great imagery. There they specifically are wearing spacesuits because they are out in space. And so how horses end up on this ship, even if... If it's an atmosphere, it makes zero sense. But who cares? It's so glorious looking. Yeah, yeah, the the end of season three. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, so I'm, oh, I'm at one fifty. Yep, I'm at the one fifty six right now, and the, the, we're seeing more star destroyers. We're seeing battles. And uh, what what is my favorite Star Wars film? It's, it, it's Revenge. Oh, Revenge is still, still number one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and this reminds me a lot of the Battle of Coruscant, because the Battle of Coruscant takes place in the upper atmosphere, light space or whatever, and I'm looking at this right now, and it, yeah, I get the sense that, 
you're, you're going to have this action scene with the horses and you're going to have a battle commence because again looking at 156 we see what looks to be an x-wing where we see the four red lights and we look to see what it looks like to a b-wing uh so it's just it's definitely a B-Wing. I've flown the B-Wings for hundreds of hours in the X-Wing game. That is a thousand percent a B-Wing. I was, I was, again, nerd boner, full disclosure. I love space porn. I mean, look, the first time I saw Rogue One, like 30% of why I loved it was the space porn. As time went on, I loved the space battle, but it became less important in my loving of Rogue One because there's so much else going on. That was sort of what I was getting to earlier, is they don't need the last third of this movie to just be a giant space porn battle. Although I love it, and we're going to get it, obviously, with the huge Imperial fleet. I mean, J.K. Kurt, let's be honest. We've never seen this many Imperial ships and, and Rebel ships, or, or, you know, it looks like Rebels plus, you know, the scoundrels and, and, and you know, uh, and so forth ships, right? All going at each other before. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and like I said, that's why I think this is... it. it, 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 it it's the culmination of what we know as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have echoes of Star Wars, but it seems like everything you know about the Star Wars is taken to the next level. I do have a little bit of concern. I don't see much knowledge to the prequel trilogy, but we'll, we'll, we'll see when we see the film. I mean, this is a trailer designed to appeal to a wide audience. Uh, I, did mention, I did see something on Twitter about what looks to be, and I'm trying to find it now, when C-3PO is talking, what looks to be a battle droid in the background, which could be a very interesting nod, because we know in the promotional material that the little guy who is messing with C-3PO, I'm back at like 118 or whatever, uh, he, he works with droids. So if he works with droids, of course he would have a battle droid in the background, which I think would be freaking amazing if the if if that is true. Uh, it's just kind of fuzzy. I cannot tell, but um, yeah, that that I think that would be interesting uh, to to see a live action battle droid, even if it's just a nod and it's just a prop in the background to to see. But yeah, but that that's just me being a prequel trilogy lover. But uh, that I. Still, that is such such a minor thing. Uh, But yeah, so. I mean, look. You love Last Jedi. I like it. I think it has problems. Force Awakens also has problems. There's people who hate Last Jedi. I feel bad for those people. I love all the Star Wars we've gotten since 2012, basically. Uh, I certainly love Ryan's vision. Uh, any problems I have with Last Jedi are just specific little tiny nitpicks that are not very important. But I will say, JG Girl, you know, you can we, we can criticize J.J. Abrams in Episode 7 of trying to appeal too much to the masses or whatever. The bottom line is, it's not a coincidence they cast Adam Driver with the hair and the poutiness, you know, and the chip on his shoulder that's so similar to Hayden Christensen in the prequels. And for me, I want thematic connections to the prequels. And maybe that's scene with him and Ray destroying, maybe it's a young Vader, or even your prediction and other people that Hayden's going to be in it. Maybe we even see Hayden, whether it's a vision or anything, and that's what they're destroying. I think thematically, it's clear that that you know Adam Driver's Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is calling back. You know, Ryan Johnson played up on that visually and otherwise, you know, and that was great. I think even JJ, whatever he says and what other people accuse him of, must have realized you know the similarities there. And so I guess what I'm saying is whether we see battle droids or, or, or sort of physical visual things, I want to see if, if there are prequel connections. For me, it would be more interested, interesting if there are thematic connections. Now, maybe 
maybe you know she's a Kenobi is Ray, or maybe we see some direct Anakin, Hayden Christensen things. I don't know. I don't have any specific ideas or predictions. I guess what I'm saying is, if they do anything thematically with the prequels, they could do it in such a way that it would really please us hardcore fans without seeming overly fan servicey the way Solo did, which alienated some of the mainstream fans. Even though a lot of old school Star Wars fans like that movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and like I said, this is a trailer designed to appeal to a wide variety of people. And the original trilogy has that wide net that maybe the prequel trilogies don't have. So I don't think they would put it in the trailer. Maybe I know that Ryan Johnson, he he wasn't shy. He didn't shy away to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see. But you you know me. It, 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 when they said it connects all nine films, it better connect all uh yeah all nine films mm-hmm. or a previous film not just four five and six uh mm-hmm. so it, it, i i think that even if that is just anakin skywalker in hidden christensen yeah that is nerd a little alert, light. nerd go alert nerd go alert <laughs> Yeah, that would be a little light on the inclusion of the Pickle Trilogy, Sorry. but I think I would be okay with that if it was just Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this is a universe, this is a galaxy that not only went through the Galactic Civil War, but the Clone Wars, and, and there has to be some uh, other connection. But that that's just me being a Pickle Trilogy lover, hoping to see what I love. But that, that, that doesn't take away from the trailer. That doesn't take away from the, my hype. Uh, I, I'm so excited, and... I, I, I okay. they, 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 say, they say it's the last trailer, but we're getting international trailers. We're getting TV spots. So last trailer, eh, kind of. Well, it's really the first and only trailer. I was, look, Jay Geek Girl, you know my position. Let me restate it for those who don't know. A, I told you the second J.J. Abrams got put back on this project that it would be great, right? I've been beating the J.J. This isn't like I'm a right thing. I just want to set the record straight, you know? Like, I've been beating the J.J. drum since the beginning, since before The Force Awakens. You guys can go back to my podcast in 2015. I said J.J. Abrams will be great. I didn't understand why he wasn't doing this movie from the beginning, and they were going to give it to Jurassic Park guy Colin Trevorrow, who's everyone's forgotten about now because he's not a great director, and they gave it back to J.J., who should be the guy to get it back. Uh, now, number two is, Jagged Girl, is I don't think this trailer calls back to the original trilogy that much either. This is calling back to the new trilogy, which is exactly what we want, right? I mean, th- that's the whole point, is like, I grew up on the original trilogy, you grew up on the prequels, and now we have a whole generation that's grown up specifically on this one, and, and I think that's great. They, they don't have, like, you know, J.J. was specifically playing on nostalgia of the original trilogy in episode 7, but starting with Ryan, and now now, it's like it's its own world w- within it, and I like how they're, you know, J.J. and his whole giant team, you know, are doing their, their own thing here that's mostly referencing episode 7 and 8 at this point, which what they should be doing yeah but there's, there's a lot of blink like i said there's a lot of blinking over uh there there's a lot of blinking overlay of the original trilogy i mean we got the emperor back we we have the throne room i'm at 149 right now okay. with ray facing down looking at kylo it, that that would just be a beautiful beautiful uh wallpaper i wonder how much of that is i'm not into this whole practical effect thing but i wonder how much of it was an actual set because i'm just i'm just um 
how do I put this? I am admiring all, all the detail and the background and the setting. And like I said, taking logic out of it, of the desktop blowing up. And and who's to say that this is, well, it, obviously it is the desktop, but theoretically it could be a, a, a um, observatory for all, you know, but I mean, obviously this is the desktop, but I, I just appreciate the, the detail and how good this film looks, not only with the desktop background, but like everything else that we're seeing going way back to the iceberg and the, the planet itself that Ray, what we would assume is, is training on. Uh, it's just, it, this film looks uh, amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it remains to be seen how much fan service. There's lots of fans to be serviced. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, Jedi Geek Girl, you know, I mean, and I've always said that I thought JG would nail this one because he normally, while he is a nerd, look, let's put it this way. He made great Star Trek reboot movie in 2009, but even then he admitted he was not a Star Trek guy growing up. He was a Star Wars guy. And so as soon as they started courting him for Star Wars, the Star Trek reboot movies got less good because he was working on Star Wars. And this is his true love. Now, he grew up in the original trilogy. Yeah, he's slightly older than me. He's maybe 10 years older than me. Um, but, you know, he does want to please people honestly he, he, he knows the feedback and I, I, this is gonna be my final thought and we should wrap this up so i can actually get this out tonight because the, the sky talkers ladies are uh, recording theirs as well so i gotta get ours out as, as soon as possible uh, but jake girl my final thought is i was really um affected by jj's when he was interviewing with kelly marie at, at celebration which i didn't see that interview live on the stage in the main room um when they were interviewing the main cast after the trailer and all of us were so pumped after the the, the, the teaser reveal was J.J. Abrams, who's normally a kind of non-emotive person and keep, holds his cards close to the vest, um, was not only blown away by the number and support of fans there, but specifically said, we needed this. You know, like he was, he wasn't saying they're having problems with the movie, but the weight of, of everything that's gone on, good and bad, over the last couple of years, I think he was starting to feel. Um, and, and the fact that he said, like, we really needed this, guys, like, thank you, like, this is amazing from JJ, for me, that was the big moment. I think he wants to please us fans even way more than the original movie, where there was, let's be honest, lots of pressure to bring in, you know, the original hardcore fans who may have hated or not even seen the prequels i don't think he's operating on the same level now visually in terms of canon will there be more prequel stuff than sequel stuff i don't know but what i particularly liked about this trailer and this will be my final thought because we got to wrap this up but i'm going to give you the extended final thought whatever you want or thoughts is that this trailer was mostly referencing things we've seen in episode seven and eight and that is awesome but it's also a tribute to what jj and company created in seven and what ryan and company created in eight that we now have this amazing trilogy within the you know uh, I don't know how to say a trilogy of a trilogy of the nine movies uh, does that make sense it's like by the time Revenge of the Sith rolled around whether you love the prequels or not they mostly had nailed the chemistry between Obi-Wan and and, uh, and you know um, and, and Anakin and so forth you could tell that they've been working together and you know despite its flaws kind of had it together that's sort of how I feel here yes there will be some prequel references yes there will be some original trilogy references but it's mostly building on what we've seen in episode 7 and 8 that's what I wanted that's what I think they gave us you can disagree with any of that and your final thoughts but that is my final thought so this has been awesome um before we wrap up i want you to ha take as much time as you need to, to to wrap up on your end go ahead 
Before I wrap up, I do want to talk about one more scene. Yes. And that is at a minute 145, which is the horse riding scene. Mm-hmm. If you go to that scene right there, you can actually see BB-8 rolling along yes, with rolling along. Horses. Oh, I know. That was one of the few small things I noticed. Watch, because as soon as I saw the horse riding, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I noticed BB-8. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm I'm taking that screenshot right now. I think the screen clip I'm going to use is her and uh, Kylo's to smashing the thing. Uh, But I have a bunch of other ones, including C-3PO's goodbye and what you just mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think the one, I think actually there's two of them I will probably take. One is wet Kylo, obviously, and the other one is uh, the throne room scene with Rey uh, and Kylo. As, a, as long as you can get a screenshot without the, the story that lives forever uh, fading or whatever. So, yeah, uh, wrapping it up on my end, I, <laughs> I, I, I can barely get my thoughts together it blew me away uh, away for those who have tracked my journey on twitter or just on the podcast forever i i had a lot of anxiety about nine uh they, they were kind of like blown away uh at celebration uh, I, I got excited for it and it, who, who who's just it, who would have thought that the way i was feeling 10 months ago i would be like the total opposite of it i i said before after the d23 footage mm-hmm. uh, i've been telling people that this uh, this film is the star wars film i was looking forward to most and and i think that is still true now more than ever because yes revenge of the sith was up there for me but it was uh, it was a story that we already knew how it turned out even though it was supposed to be the last star wars film at, at that time we, we we knew how the story ended the 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 force awakens was a beginning and I, I wasn't really active in the star wars fandom the last jedi i was hyped for but it was the middle film the spinoffs were the spinoffs and, and now this is the, the conclusion this is not only the conclusion of the skywalker skywalker saga all previous eight films but specifically the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. this this trilogy is a star wars the, the star, series of star wars films that i've been active uh, that i have actively been a part of the fandom it's not just a personal experience like it has been for the prequel trilogy i have been able to experience it with the community so i'm a little bit more invested especially with Raylo and the dynamic between them uh, and which we avoided Raylo- talking about by the way business listen there specifically because i want to do another podcast with you about this in a week or two when we've digested it but we'll wait till then go ahead yeah and and, and like i said did, did this trailer blew me off i i know i know i know i know i'm jumping the gun but jj abrams did it and and i think that this will uh, quote unquote unite the fandom as, as much as the star wars fandom can yes. can be united it's yeah. never going to be united but i i think that everybody whether you have loved or hated the last jedi i think this is going to appeal to quote unquote both of the sides and 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 i'm and and, and i'm really really excited for that because the star wars needed the star wars fandom needs this and i think the railroads are going to get what they want the antis are going to get what they want people who are needed are going to want them people who like characters who ride horses are going to get that and and we even got rolled in the trailer and i think i'm going to wrap this up and saying thank god we got rolled in the trailer i'm I, i'm so looking forward to this film I'm going to cheat and have some more final thoughts. Most of them are warm and fuzzies, so I think it's a good way to end. First of all, 
you know, J.G. Carl, you know this, but, you know, and most of you guys listening there know this, but the reason I like being right about predictions, specifically about directors, movies, and actors, is because I want awesomeness to happen, you know? It's like my Elizabeth Olsen prediction. It was like, did I really think Elizabeth Olsen was going to be the bee's knees in Marvel's four, Marvel four years ago? I didn't know. I just loved her and wanted her to be, and so I was thrilled, and so I keep rooting for people like J.J., and even Ryan. Like, I felt like immediately when I heard Ryan Johnson was doing a Star Wars movie, being a fa- famous uh, a, fr- a fan of his from Breaking Bad and Looper and so forth and Brick, I was like, okay, this guy's gonna nail it, you know, no matter what. I-, I just like, you know, people that I like and respect and enjoy their work, whether actors, directors, or producers, I, I like them to succeed. And so, you know, uh, f- first of all, this has been so wonderful having you on the podcast. I-, I was thinking about having you on in general, even before this trailer, or, or regardless of this trailer, I was sort of set up because I've been doing some podcasts the last couple days and I was thinking I might do one tonight. So when you texted me, I was like all right we, we're we're and we, yeah it's it's i am exactly poe in the in the gaff like we're gonna do this right i mean that's that's exactly like the, the thing that came over my face so this has been wonderful but it was also wonderful jaggy girl that we we talked extensively after we ended on the podcast a while before a star wars celebration uh about you weren't really sure what was going on and again me blindly being a jj abrams homer like joss whedon was like he's gonna nail it, it the, that trailer was even better than i thought and this one is even way better than i thought but it just makes me happy that people can you know because we star wars is something we love so much and sometimes with things we love a lot we, we uh, you know get overly excited about but then also overly cynical or skeptical about right because we're worried about getting hurt or getting burned right um and it was just so nice to see the the, the amazing reaction uh, to episode nine teaser then in what appears to be so far the amazing reaction to, to episode nine trailer now because star wars is about love and excitement and fun but also deep things but also your family like i already booked my mom and dad and maybe my sister opening weekend was like my first priority tonight you know like with all the tickets like it's about family it's about fun it's about friends but it's you know but let's be honest we may like the marvel and or dc movies star wars is a much 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 more relevant and serious uh in, in terms of its themes of humanity and good and bad and so forth than what we get in a lot of popcorny movies even if we love some of those other popcorny movies so all of that has been great indeed and so i've just been rooting for this to be great and i've just always had faith in jj abrams and, and i'm thrilled that that's what's happening um and we'll have to see what what's the, the final product is and so if you don't mind let me ask you this what is one major thing other than raylo that we didn't necessarily get in the trailer that you're still very curious about Force Ghost, Luke, mm. ha- Hayden Christensen, maybe Obi or Yoda. Yoda. Uh, we, we know Luke is in it. Uh, it's pretty much confirmed, even though we haven't officially seen him. Yep. So I, I'm curious to see that aspect. So, yeah. Which, which I'm glad that they're holding it back. I think the moment, I, I think that we should not see anything of Force Luke, uh, Force Ghost Luke, but, but we know he is in the film. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's been, I think Mark Hamill confirmed it himself. But, I mean, it would be kind of weird if we had the last Star Wars film without Luke, uh, the Force Ghost Luke. And we know he's a Force Ghost because he disappears. Okay. Well, I don't want to go too far into what I'm about to say because it's going to get us in the Raylo discussion, which I want to save. But I think 
just based on the very first watching of The Last Jedi by me and the immediate sort of flirty chemistry at the very end that Ray and Poe had, I sort of predicted that there would be sort of a teased final romance, we wouldn't really say, between Ray and Poe because they kind of balance out each other well. The way, the way uh, Leia and Han ba- balance out each other so well as sort of opposites attract. I don't really care about that either way. I'm curious to see where that goes. My question, Janagi Girl, is for all of the fans and for John Boyega and Oscar Isaac to constantly talk about the clear flirtiness and chemistry between Finn and Poe, is there any way we get even a tease of, of Poe Finn in this movie? God, I hope so. Me too. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't think that is something that they would necessarily tease in the trailer or talk about on promotion. I think that's just just a dynamic that would unfold in the the film that we are unprivileged to yet. And with the the bounty hunter chick, um, I don't know her name, Joy Joy or something. Uh, we know Naomi that she character. Past- I uh, know, no, no the, 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 uh, the one that looks like um, the bounty hunter from yeah. Attack of the Clones. Uh, I'm totally blanking here. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, it's been said that she has a past with Paul. That doesn't mean that Paul Finn cannot happen. Uh, but 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 it's just another uh, a wrinkle. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope it's a nod. But, but, but b- before we wrap this up, I do want to say that before the trailer dropped, I pre-ordered my ticket. I, I I had a private screening already secured, so I didn't necessarily have to buy tickets. All right, and I like is nice. Yeah, yeah, and then I decided, you know, I'm I, I was thinking about going to see it Saturday and Sunday, uh, and then Tuesday we have a five dollars showing here. So you know, I, I'm like, and then I'm like going on uh, the local theater site and seeing if they're up. And I bought uh, Saturday tickets, uh, Sunday tickets, and a Tuesday ticket on top of my private screening, which, which is for viewing, which is the most I've ever seen a film. And then, you know, I'm thinking here, and I see the Sky Talkers talking about how many tickets they bought. And one of the things that people like to do in the fandom is back-to-back viewing, which got me, you know, curious. Hey, is the theater that... I'm I'm going to for my private showing. Do they have another showing that night? Just because the private showing starts a little later. And and sure enough, so needless to say, long story short, I have five screenings released release weekend, which is absolutely crazy. I have never done it before. I'm excited. Uh, And after the trailer, I'm so happy I I did because it's going to be a film that I'm going to really enjoy. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, so five five viewings is is absolutely crazy. And, And that that was before before the trailer dropped. So, so thank God I got those tickets. Well, I find it interesting that before the final set of scenes with Ray and Kylo and then Finn and Poe, which again, the original four, um, I'm going to continue saying what I've been saying, Jackie Girl. Is I don't think they're hiding or removing Rose. I just think, you know, those four is what it's about, along with the original people. And I think Rose is going to have an extremely, and based on everything JJ said in his actions over the last year, Rose is going to have an amazing arc, an important part of this movie. She probably dies sacrificing herself. It is Star Wars. All of our good guys die at some point. Uh, but I think Rose is going to have a huge part. And there's just no reason to, to ruin any of that. You know, 
know? It's not just that they're not showing Rose. Like, they really focused on Finn and Poe together over and over again and Ray and Kylo together over and over again. Let's be honest. Those are the two great relationships, right? And, you know, I, I think people like me who had any dissatisfaction with Last Jedi is I wanted more Finn and Poe, and now we're getting it. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see to see where that goes. But they do say before the final set of scenes, the story lives forever, you know? So this is the, every saga has an end, but then the story lives forever. Final question, and I'm really going to have to let you go because I do want to do the quick edit of this and get it out, which is... Is this the end of the saga movie slash Skywalker movies? Regardless of how well it does in terms of money, reviews, fan reaction, and so forth. In their minds, you think they're really done with the saga movies and the Skywalkers? Yes, uh, but, you know, <laughs> you know things change. Uh, you know, the Earth might not be around in 20 years. It might be it's 100 years. It's, <laughs> it's money. It, it's really hard to say, but at, the, at this moment, I think they, they, they definitely want it. George Lucas said that he, you know, he pictured a nine-movie saga, and I think... It, it, it's hard to say because you know businesses. I mean, there's sequels to films that you wouldn't think have a sequel. I, I just think that it all depends how the other Star Wars movies do. It all depends on how... I, I think that's the answer, yes. It depends on how the next series of films do. If they uh, if they still have a level of success, if they have good fanfare, if Star Wars can thrive without the Skywalkers... Uh, to oversimplify things, then I think, yeah, this is the end. If those movies fail, if, if they if they are lost, which Star Wars, I don't think that, I think anything that has Star Wars on it will do well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that will happen, but if they bomb, then I can definitely see them going back to the well, but I, I, th- I think we will see the characters again. I think we will see Ray, Paul, Finn, uh, and, and, and others, I, and Kylo, if he lives. Um, or Ben, if he lives, uh, but it, 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 it won't be a, the the Skywalker saga story. Um, it, 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 Kathleen Kennedy said that we will see these characters after the the Skywalker saga. It just won't be the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. anymore. So uh, we, we, at, at, oh, sorry, go ahead. As far as like episode one, two, yes. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, this yep. this, this, this will be the end. Well, again, we've talked about the director and the actors, and obviously the story group with Filoni and Hidalgo and Matt Martin and everybody. Uh, I want to take this opportunity yet again to thank Kathleen Kennedy, and yes, George Lucas, for giving it to Kathleen Kennedy, but specifically Kathleen Kennedy for against all odds and all the haters and expectations out of there, out there, right, Jaggy Girl, to continue to make our dreams come true, mostly, even if we don't love everything. For the most part, the Kathleen Kennedy regime, again, she was specifically handpicked by Lucas, who she's worked with for decades, has done an amazing job. So I want to thank everybody, but specifically Kathleen Kennedy, who has completely Completely blocked out the haters. One of her many great qualities um, is my final thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'm hoping I can be blown away like this with the Mandalorian. But right now, I just well, we have to wrap it's this. Funny you should say that, Jaggy girl. First of all, thank you for getting in touch, and just in general, it has been a pleasure to do podcasts with you over the last couple of years. I know, I, I hope I can uh, already uh, uh, reserve a spot after o- or opening weekend to talk about the film with you. 
um, if you're able to. Would love that. But also, Jedi Geek Girl, okay, Mandalorian, I'm excited about, fine, whatever. But we got the Clone Wars coming in February, baby. And so I would love to book you, like, in, you know, early January to do a sort of Clone Wars retrospective slash expectations and predictors for the Clone Wars series. Because I was hoping it would come out as early as early next year. But when they confirmed that, you know, I know me and you are both extremely excited without reservations and strings attached about the Clone Wars. I would love to have you on for that before, during, and after. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely podcast again and we'll us talking about Star Wars. We're, we're not done yet, and yeah, I, I'm I'm so hyped. What a time to be a Star Wars fan, and That's and great. like I said, I'm I'm being optimistic, and I, I, I don't care about the Mandalorian. I'm riding on a high, and yeah. we gotta wrap this up. You gotta edit this podcast, and I gotta go watch Resistance yes. and finally read the Kylo Ren comic. Oh yes. Oh, uh, we're gonna be talking Kylo Ren in our next podcast, Jaggy Carl, but. I'm glad we teased it. It shows great restraint from both of us because, as you know, I like messing with both sides on this issue because my feeling is I love Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver and I love Kylo Ren and Ray. I just want a great story. I would literally go along with anything. Like, the uh, like total hate each other and fight the whole time or totally fall in love. If you tell it as a great story and Disney, for all of their faults, Jenny Geek Girl, Disney knows how to tell a great classic fantasy story one way or the other. So I don't think... Let's put it this way. They weren't giving us a ton of Raylo in this trailer unless you're looking for it. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some deep emotional stuff going on because that's what Disney does. I mean, they do that great. And so I'm excited to see what, what, what that is. And certainly thought of you during this whole trailer. I'm glad you contacted me, but certainly about the, the Kylo Ray stuff, which we'll have to save for next time. Do you want to uh, uh, drop some, uh, some, some, uh, uh, some uh, you know, professional stuff uh, to the listeners? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at JediGeekGirl. I host the I Rebel, a Star Wars Destiny podcast, and you can find I Rebel on Facebook at I Rebel Destiny, and you can find the uh, website at IRebelDestiny.com, and you can find I Rebel, a Star Wars Destiny podcast on any podcatcher. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. I think I must have had a psychic feeling because I was already setting up, I guess, to do a solo podcast. This was so much better than that. So thank you for getting in touch. I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I, 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 I had to get it out because I was literally shaking and in tears. Oh my god, yeah. And and just a little behind the scenes to the people, we were going to have this hour and a half conversation anyway, so why the fuck not put it on a podcast, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and and I'm looking forward to seeing other people. The only bad thing about recording the podcast right now is not being able to listen to other people, and I tell you what, all day at work, I'm going to be listening people react because, you know, the full of shit people are reacting, there are a couple others that I used to listen to, they're Sky recording. Talkers. Yeah, and then you got the people I do listen to, such as Sky Talkers, Ooh. I would expect one to be out from the scavengers horde. Oh, yeah. You got Star Wars Explained doing their breakdown, yep. they, have, they have reaction videos that I might want to watch. Yep. Uh, it just... Yeah, so well, well, I will promote the too. saga continues on my end as the one the one uh, sort of dude podcast, but they they love this shit and they're super positive. A saga continues. One, one check out all the ones you said as well. I love. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, we're on the road to Rise of Skywalker, and it's going to be a, uh, you know, when you you are really looking forward to something, how time moves really slow. 
I know, I know. But we're going to be taking a victory lap of happiness no matter what happens in this movie, Jaggy Carl, because J.J. Yeah. Abrams might be the director, but you know what? It doesn't matter who the great director is. Again, I'll point to the first Avengers. I love Joss Whedon, but if you don't have that original Avengers cast plus Nick Fury and Maria Hill and then, of course, Loki, you got nothing. I don't care how good of a director you are. And they have the cast, right? And they've definitely got the cast and they keep adding to it. And so the actors and just the entire Lucasfilm team and the story group and the production team and there's so much continuity with all the movies and the people who help this stuff. Yes, the director and writer are super important, but we've already grown to love, you know, so many people involved in this stuff and that's what makes me confident and makes me happy and think we're going to be even more happy when we see it exactly so i all right i i am go i have to go yes yes i have things to watch okay well i'm I'm gonna take us out unless you want to take us out (laughs) you're welcome to yeah uh are we still recording yeah oh i i thought we already signed off uh, thank you so much for recording, Bizzle. I had a lot of fun, and we we are just beginning. Like I said, we're on the road to Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And until next time, listeners, he has been Bizzle. I have been Jedi Geek Girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Go pre-order your tickets. And until next time, Jedi Geek Girl, out. Yum, yum. Oh, 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 oh. I told me, Toby,